Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. But Isaiah 61... You're going to find this passage familiar. But Isaiah, I talked about Jeremiah last week and some of the themes there. But in Isaiah, the theme, whilst there's talk there by the prophet about you know, gloom and the, the painful losses of the people of God and how you know, difficult it is, that God's actually going to do something out of the ruins. God's going to do something out of the ashes. God's going to do something out of the pain that the people of God are going to experience. So really, the key central theme of the book of Isaiah, it's very messianic, but it's really about salvation, redemption and salvation. So here we pick it up in Isaiah 61 verses 1, but you're going to recognize these verses. It says this, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes. That's what we spoke about, uh, sung about this morning, that out of the ashes, hope will rise. I love that. Out of the ashes, hope will rise. And it goes on, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Father, we thank you for Jesus today. Lord, we thank you for the cross today. Father, we thank you for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Father, we thank you for the word that's been planted in our hearts these past few weeks, Lord, as we've looked at your your scriptures and we looked at the ways in which you've called us all to be planted in your house. Father, to, to flourish in life, to be used by you, to be a vibrant expression of your goodness, God. Father, we thank you, Lord. For your word today, Lord, we we submit ourselves to it. We come under it today. We come under its covering and authority. Holy Spirit, we need you right now. Holy Spirit, come into our lives. Invade our hearts. Minister God's word to us. Show us a glimpse of something new today. We thank you that you're here, Holy Spirit. And we thank you for Colonial Kids, Lord, in this back-to-school weekend. Lord, we, we pray specifically, Lord, for a spirit of peace Father, over children, over schools, over teachers, God, and over parents, Lord. Father, we thank you that that peace which goes beyond our comprehension, our understanding, will be our portion this week and in the weeks to come, Lord, as the school year starts, Father. We thank you for safety and protection and your goodness, Lord, over our children, over the generations, over our schools, and a faith-filled church said together, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. So we're ending Planted and Flourishing Season 3 today, the last part of the series. If you're new to the series today, or maybe this is like the first time you've been 
able to catch this series, I really want to encourage you to go back and buy the tapes. (laughs) Buy the tape. There's no tapes. But go back to YouTube and... Who put this little pin on my pulpit? Who put that there? That's pretty cool. Jesus is my best friend. The kids' pins this week? That's awesome. Who wants it? Come on, John. So we're ending the series here with this message today. If you're taking notes, you can write the title down. Tree service, I've called this message. Tree service. But I love in this series how God has all over again expanded his word to us. He's expanded an understanding. I love the the thing about Revelation is it's constantly unfolding. So God will show you something in scriptures and then you can come back to that another time. And then he shows you some more. He shows you more. It's an unfolding thing. That's the beauty about God is there's no end to his depth. There's no end to the depth of the Word of God. Can I get an amen for that amen. this morning? But I love how he's expanded, um, you know, different places in the Word. I love it. We've, we've obviously had Psalm 92 as our key uh, text, our banner text, which talks about God's people, you and me, being planted in the house of the Lord, has a promise in our lives that we can, plant, we can be planted and we can flourish in life. Grow like cedars in Lebanon. Be like palm trees with vibrant expression. and Bear fruit. Despite the age that we're in, that it's possible. So that's Psalm 92, but we also looked at Matthew 13. If you want to write these scripture references down for later, if you miss some, and that's okay. Matthew 13, where Jesus talks specifically about the way God works from the inside out, using the smallest of all the seeds, growing it into the largest of plants, the trees. That was uh, Matthew 13. We also looked at 2 Corinthians. I love that message, talking about the, the, the Jill's message about the Christ-like aroma. And how we're called to love people and to do life with people. And uh, Ephesians 3, talking about the church. Jeremiah 17, last week, and today Isaiah 61. That they may be called, this is God's people, oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. And I love, even in Isaiah 61, like we saw in Jeremiah, and like we see in Psalm 92, the purpose is in there as well. It says that they are oaks, they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. So God's the one who's done it, but it says, so that he may be glorified. If you're wondering why we as a church care about you being planted, it's not so we can get something out of it, so God can get the glory. That's the purpose of our lives, is that ultimately God would get the glory in our lives. And if you knew to our church, maybe you're new to faith. We've had hundreds and hundreds of people in the last 12 months give their lives to the Lord in our church. And if you're new in our church and you're sort of like, what's all this about? Just relax, okay? But at the same time, lean in. Let the Word speak to you. Let it wash over you. It's beautiful. But we've been in some good places. I love that we talked about Seeds in the beginning and the app that we've launched and the storehouse which we've launched in the lobby and talked about... Being planted in the Lord's house means we can resource the storehouse of God's house. Talked about how dinner is served and with people around, we can be planted with people at the table of the Lord. Talked last week about essential ingredients, about the water and the dirt and the seed and how God brings it all together and causes it to grow. And now I want to talk about tree service. So last week I talked about what's in the ground, what we put into the ground, but today I want to talk about what's above ground. 
What's above the ground? What does it end up looking like? What does it grow into as we finish? I talked recently, and I talk a lot actually about the way the Bible talks about us as people. Predominantly three different ways. The house, um, houses is a way that we describe we can build the foundation of our house in life. Um, there's also the picture that the Bible talks about, so like sheep. So we're sheep that need a shepherd, and thank God we have Jesus, and Jesus is our good shepherd, and, but we're described as being like sheep. But there's another way that we're described, and that's like trees. Yeah. And it's all through the Bible. But there's a reason that we're described as like trees is because God grows us on purpose. It was his idea to become like trees metaphorically to display the splendor and the goodness of God. The service of a tree, I want to talk about it. You're like, what are you talking about, tree service? Well, trees actually provide a vital service. I was doing some study this week and I read this environmental description just of, of trees in general. But listen to it and think of the parallel spiritually. It said this, this study said, trees are vital. As the biggest plants on the planet, they give us oxygen, store carbon, stabilize the soil and give life to the world's wildlife. They also provide us with the materials for tools and shelter. Look at that again. Provide life, stabilize the soil, provide materials necessary for survival. This is what God intended for the natural trees in our earth, on our, in our world to do. But it's a parallel for what he's intending to do with your life as a person in the world. Yeah. Look at it again, to provide life. You know, our words, they provide life. I believe, spiritually speaking, we can create oxygen in our world with the words that we speak. We can provide life. We can stabilize the soil. See, our lives lived according to the word of God, planted in the ground of God, should produce a stabilizing effect in the world that we live in. I don't know about you, you've noticed recently, but we need a little bit of stabilizing in the world around us. And it comes through the people of God, living according to the word of God, stabilizing the soil. Providing materials necessary for survival. To me, that's generosity. Providing the materials, being generous with our lives, providing whatever, whatever's needed to the world around us. It's all God's doing. And I love even in the natural that we see it in Genesis. Genesis 2, I want to read it to you. But this is before anything else. There, there wasn't anything else. But look at what God did in verse 5. When no bush of the field was set in the land and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land. And there was no man to work the ground, and a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature, and the Lord God planted a garden in Eden. See, God's the one who does the planting, God is planting. It's his idea. In the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Verse 9, and out of the ground, the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Trees serve this planet. Trees serve the earth. And your life and my life as trees, righteous trees in our world, are called to do the same for the world around us. So I've got two points this morning. If you're taking notes, you can write these down. If you're not taking notes, you can write this down. Number one, what do trees serve? How do trees serve? Number one, trees have strength. I want you to think about the parallel with your life. 
and my life. Trees have strength. There's strength to them. Let me read Isaiah 61 again in verse 3 in the Amplified because it's louder. (laughs) It's back to school week and i got some dad jokes. (laughs) Says, so they will be called trees of righteousness. Look at this, strong and magnificent. Distinguished for integrity, justice and right standing with God. Strong and magnificent. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're strong and magnificent. Strong and magnificent. Trees are used by God as an example of strength. Trees offer strength. Trees provide strength. In the scriptures, it talks about the cedars of Lebanon and the oaks of Bashan. The cedars of Lebanon and the oaks of Bashan, you might have seen in the scriptures, the bulls of Bashan, but it's a picture of strength. Trees provide strength. Your life as a person of God is intended to give strength, physical strength, spiritual strength, but also continuing strength, a strength that keeps going on, not just strength for now, but strength for tomorrow, strength for the season ahead. I was doing some reading this week as I was studying and I learned this about oaks. The oak is long lived and when it grows old or is cut down, listen to this, it has the ability to renew itself, putting out new shoots from the stump or roots that in time develop back into a strong tree. Are you seeing this? This is why God saying through his, his prophet Isaiah, this is why we have this scripture. But I was reading in a... Jewish commentary this week about this very thing, about the the prophet Isaiah using this analogy, this picture. It says, in this prophecy describing the fate of the Jewish people for whom it was decreed that they should suffer great losses, the prophet Isaiah used the image of an old oak standing near the gate Shekelet in Jerusalem that frequently had its branches and trunk cut down, only its stump remaining, yet no sooner was it felled that the stump put forth holy seed. And that's why we read in Isaiah 11, verse 1, And there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a twig shall grow forth out of its root. See, this is the power of your life and my life lived, planted in the things of God, in the house of God, with God. Because God will not only give you strength for now, but even if something in life cuts you down, He's going to build you back up. He's going to give you the strength to endure. The planting of the Lord would resemble strength in the world, strength to stay. Remember, trees, they don't go anywhere. Strength to renew. See, there's restoration. Even if you've been cut down by the things of life, maybe a person has cut you down. Maybe a season has cut you down. Maybe something has cut you down. But God wants you to know today that trees have strength and He will renew you. He will bring you forth. He will bring something new out of you. It might just look like a shoot right now. But one day it'll be an oak because He's going to build you back up. Build you back up. I love even the growth of a tree that speaks to freshness. Even if the world cuts you down. That's why it says in Proverbs 24 and verse 16, for the righteous falls seven times and rises again. Planted in the house. Even if the world wants to cut you down, you can get back up. You can be renewed. You can keep going and you can keep growing in Jesus' 
name. This is good preaching this morning. Come on, if you're in the chat, why don't you let me know that I'm preaching well? (laughs) You ever been around someone who's just got unshakable faith? Like the kind of strong faith that just blesses you? That just leaves you just feeling built up and blessed because of someone else's faith? I know I have. Many times in my life I've encountered people with just strong faith. But that's the kind of faith that God wants us all to have and that we can all have. But it's faith that comes from living, planted, I believe, in God's Word, around the things. God gave me this picture of a field as we're doing this series all over again. And I believe it's a picture of our church here in our city. It's this big open field and there's just oaks everywhere. But that's not the end of the story. There's oaks all over the field. These strong, beautiful oaks with just beautiful branches and vibrant life. But then all these people started to walk onto the field. Started to walk all over the field and started to find their way to different oaks. And they started to lean back against the oaks. And what, that, what was the picture? What was God saying is my people are strong. And my people can stand. My people can withstand pressure and they can take whatever comes. But we're, in, we're supposed to be in this world to offer strength to the world. We're supposed to be strong for people so that lost people can find a place of rest. Lost people can find a place to, spiritually speaking, find answers and find peace in Jesus' name. See, oaks and cedars, they have a strength that can outlast the storms. And your decision to be planted in the house, listen to me, friend, will mean you will outlast the storms of life. When they come, and they will come, they're going to show up from time to time. But because you're an oak of righteousness, because you're like the cedars of Lebanon, you'll withstand the storm and you will stay consistent and you will remain. 1 Corinthians 15, Paul's talking to the church. He says, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. God will use your decision, your labor to be planted to cause you to be steadfast and immovable for the world around you, to be a tree of strength, to be a strength to someone in your world. And I love that it all begins with a seed. You know, I talk about colonial kids all the time. I pray for them every single message. But what we're believing is happening in colonial kids, just an FYI, is that there are seeds that are being sown in colonial kids right now. There are seeds that are being sown in the season that those kids are in. This is what we're believing is they're just not going to stay in seed form. This isn't just like a golf clap for kids that are in there. This is what we believe, is those kids one day will find their way in here and into life and into the world, and they will be oaks of righteousness, cedars of Lebanon, able to proudly show the goodness of God to the world around them. (laughs) Trees have strength. And that's what we're believing for. As our church decides to be planted, can I just encourage you, if you're a parent or you're believing to be a parent, if you would just get planted, God will see through you. He will see through you. Yes, he's going to... I just love that thing about God. I just love this about God. He, he says, oh, no, no, I will bless you, but just trust me because I'm looking through you and I'm seeing people you don't even know about yet. As we decide to be planted, God's going to make us strong. In Jesus' name. So number one, trees have strength. And number two, trees have reach. 
So they will be called trees of righteousness, strong and magnificent, distinguished for, look at it, integrity, justice, and right standing with God. The planning of the Lord that he may be glorified. See, trees, they have an extension to them. They have a strong center point. I don't know if you can put this picture up just for a moment, but I, I was just looking at one yesterday. I was just like standing there. I must have looked like a crazy person just standing in front of this tree, just marveling at the tree. But I was looking at it and I was like, man, that's just, there's a lot of strength in the middle there. And then I began to look back and look up and look across and began to see the reach of this, this oak, began to see the reach and how far it goes and how all the different layers into it and how, what it offers the world and how there's, there's green over there and there's more strength over here. and yeah. It's beautiful, but trees have reach. Your life is intended to have reach. Yeah. A reaching out in your world, becoming a connection point for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm prophesying today that the people in our church deciding to be planted in the house are going to become an extension of the mercy of God in our world. I'm believing today that there's going to be an extension of the blessing and generosity of God. There's going to be a reaching out. There's going to be an extension, a holy extension in our world. I'm believing that we as people that are planted in the house, we're going to be an extension of the redemption of God, the forgiveness of God. The people are going to understand the forgiveness of God through us because of the reach that we have. I want to prophesy reach into your life. Reach into the world that you live in. What else am I believing for? I'm believing for an extension to the world around us of the knowledge of God. I'm believing that because of the reach that God gives you in your world, you're going to have the opportunity to sit down with someone and say, hey, this is who God is. My God's awesome. Jesus loves you. Yeah, I know you messed up last night, but let me tell you how good Jesus is. You're called to be an extension of Jesus in your world. Everywhere you go. The thing I love about that oak tree is like you can't undo what that oak tree is. If that oak tree wanted to, it'd be pretty hard for that oak tree to just undo what it is. When you encounter the Holy Spirit, when you get saved, you can't go back from that. You encounter the goodness of God, I know I did and I felt like a crazy person. But I know this, I could never go back. And God began to give me strength. He began to give me reach. Began to give me influence. Began to take me to spaces and places is what I'm believing for your life. Is you're going to find yourself and I'm believing someone in here is going to tell me a story just like this. But it's it's an ungodly place where you work. And you might be in here today, you're like, man, I'm just sick of all these people. No one does what I do. No one looks the way I look. No one talks the way I talk. I'm Christian. I'm a church person and they're not like me. That's the point. That's exactly why you're there for extension and for reach. That you would be salt, that you would be light, that you would be influenced, that you would be a gospel carrier into that world. An extension of the mercy of God, an extension of the goodness of God, extension of everything that God has. He wants to offer it to people through you. See, trees have a reach to them. And I believe that reach is for a reason. 
to change and impact and influence and provide. You know, oaks, they, in our neighborhood alone, they cover the whole place. They cover the whole street with shade. They cover it with this beauty in our part of the world, this greenery, this environment. It's like you can't escape it. That's what I'm believing our church will be in our city. It'll be a force to be reckoned with that you cannot escape. You encounter grace everywhere you go. You encounter the mercy of God everywhere you go. You encounter people talking about this Jesus everywhere you go. Trees have reach and trees have strength. My challenge for us as a church is this. Are you a tree yet? Have you been planted yet? Are you in the dirt of life knowing full well that, yeah, it's a little bit messy, but I'm just getting planted. I'm pushing forward. I ain't missing church this Sunday because I need to be planted. I'm choosing to show up to this thing midweek because, you know, it's really not about me. It's the reach that God wants to give me. So I'll be there because I'm going to get planted. Imagine if every single one of us committed to this. I don't think we could fathom what God would do. I'd love it if you could stand right now. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.